Hey everybody, welcome to the Race Nerd Podcast, right here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for checking this show out. Hopefully you are checking all the other shows on our fine platform of programming, like The Nerd Table, the number one show on CKCC Radio featuring Chris O'Mealy and Eric as they talk about nerd stuff. Nerds. Then there's Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks, both hosted by noted author Jeff Trelowitz. Another noted author, Adrian Cotton, creator of the AWL. Uh, the greatest wrestling company you've never heard of. Uh, brings you motivational moves. Uh, wonderful podcast drops first Monday of every month. Then there is also the Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk and the Stupid Sexy Simpson Podcast. Both of those hosted by Chris O'Mealy and Dan Peck along with the Bored to Death binge cast by Jay Jay Winger. (coughs) Sorry. By Jay Winger. And now that... Got something in my throat. (coughs) Alright. Let's try that again. Hosted by Jay Winger and his motley cast of characters. Uh, Don't mind me. I just got done. Having a quick snack, and now I'm bringing you a podcast from the mobile studio. As I was saying, CKCC Radio is on all your podcasting platforms, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Smoke Signals, uh, CIA wiretaps, I don't know. CKCC Radio is out there. Much like I'm out there most of the time. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about. We talked Richmond, uh, where Justin Allgaier sweeps the weekend for the Xfinity guys. Uh, Was featuring filter time on the Friday race. Um, Filter time is the company that is co-owned by his team owner, Dale Earnhardt Jr., And Dale just happened to be calling the play-by-play for the Xfinity race on Saturday. So double bonus right there for little E. Uh, And then um, we also had the IndyCars with Mid-Ohio, which saw Will Power take the first race of the weekend picking up his first ever win at Mid-Ohio then the next day on Sunday Colton Herta picks up his third third his third career win apparently Um, I was thinking it was only a second but according to the thing that I just saw it was his third career IndyCar series win um second win 
uh, apparently for Andretti Steinbrenner Racing. Uh, appears that they're a pretty good team. Anyway, so we had the trucks on Saturday before that, which saw... I'm drawing a blank. Oh! Uh, Grant Infinger pick up the win. Um, you know, a, a, a highlight of a rather dreary season for Thor Sport Racing. Um, I believe that's only their second win of the season as Ben Rhodes won a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, no. I take it back. Matt Crafton won a couple weeks ago, uh, breaking his long winless streak. I know Ben Rhodes has been in contention for uh, some races as of late, but three of the four Thor Sport cars are uh, trucks are showing improvement. And well, Johnny Sauter, let's just put it this way: the the former Truck Series champ is not looking so hot lately. He's pretty much been running in. Jennifer Joe Cobb territory. And that's not a knock on Jennifer Joe, but it, it tells you how how unlucky and how bad Johnny Sauter's season is. Then on the cup side, uh, what pitch strategy and all had an exciting race ended up being a ho-hum race that saw Brad Keselowski punch his ticket into the second round. Um, both him and Kevin Harvick and I i want to say either Joey Logano or Martin Truex Jr. are the first three drivers that are in. I apologize for not knowing which one of the three. But, um, yeah. So, that's all that. Um, at least race-wise, but we got a lot of news to talk about. We have a pop Quiznos, which is in 2006. This former MLB star made his truck series debut at the City of Mansfield 250 at the Mansfield Motorsports Park in Mansfield, Ohio. This former Major League Baseball star made his Truck Series debut at the 2006 City of Mansfield 250. At, Memphis, at Mansfield Motorsports Park in Mansfield, Ohio. It's a lot to say. I know the answer. At the end of this episode, you will as well. So, um, we got a lot to talk about. We got a, we're talking uh, Gen 2 Speedway or Next Gen Speedway. Uh, we are talking the Grand Prix of Nashville. Um, 
we're also talking silly season and how it's just getting sillier. And we're not just talking NASCAR silly season, IndyCar. Because we got a big IndyCar announcement. Um, so let's get right to that. Uh, first up, after I recorded last week, uh, well, actually, right around, I believe, right. Right, yeah, it was right after I, I recorded last week, and right before the show went up, the announcement was made that California Speedway, the two and a half mile, the two mile oval um, in Fontana, California, uh, I stand corrected, it's Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, California. It used to be California Speedway, um, but the Triple A. Auto Club of Southern California has actually been sponsoring. Had naming rights to that track for many years. Anyway. Auto Club Speedway will be converted by 2022 from a two-mile uh oval track based off sister track Michigan International Speedway will become a a short track, a half mile uh, oval uh, similar to a Martinsville or a Richmond which really doesn't give me hope on which one it's going to be based after um, based off the initial thing, but it, it looks it looks interesting. But it's going to be converted from that two mile track to um, this half mile. And in in regards of NASCAR listening to the fans and not wanting all these cookie cutter tracks, um, granted we starting next year, I guess we're getting the Nashville Super Speedway, um, which is not really in Nashville at all, um, just to kind of get feet wet to the hopefully in inevitable Nashville Fairground Speedway coming back on the schedule, but the track, which right now is dubbed next-gen speedway in California is set to be the first short track for the Cup Series west of the Mississippi, which is mind-blowing that they've never really ran other than that. Hopefully this breathes new life into the track. Um, a track which you know, watching it on TV and Playing, you know, whether you played i i racing or, in my case, um, the NASCAR console games, it, it's a, it's a nice looking track. All right, um, I know the racing hasn't always been the best there. It's been okay, but this is trying to drive new life into um, racing in Southern California. Uh, trying to 
get the excitement of the short track races, which um, up until recently have been really, you know, within the past probably 10 years, they've actually been somewhat exciting. Um, they've kind of fizzled out, and now you see most of the excitement, obviously, on the plate tracks, but on the road courses as well. Um, they're trying to breathe new life into that, and, 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 I, and I applaud them. I, I don't think, you know, tearing down a two-mile track and putting up a one-mile oval is the way to do it. I think what you could have done is, you know, built the track into the infield or something along those lines. Um, NASCAR, obviously, is quite adept at taking risks, um, as we've seen with many of these rolls. Um, first with Charlotte, then um, the Xfinity uh, series racing on the road course at Indianapolis. Um, 2020, they've been making a lot of gambles, and it seems like they're paying off. So we'll, we'll see if this carries over. Uh, the track in its current format will stay on the schedule for next year as com as the process will be completed uh, sometime after the California race next year. And mind you, this track is actually going to be a little bit smaller than the track which we are having our season finale at, at Phoenix. So, well, we'll see. It's, it's, it's a wait-and-see thing. Um, and granted, you know, it, this pretty much is all official, but they are going forward with this movement. This isn't a rumor. Um, it's even come through NASCAR saying that they're going to do this. Why not? They own the track. They can, they can do whatever in their sandbox. But uh, another, another interesting thing in terms of tracks is IndyCar uh, running the Grand Prix of Nashville. Uh, I actually just saw the layout for the track. It will be um, going through the downtown Nashville, and, and it will be interesting because I've never seen a race where the drivers race across a bridge over a river. That is actually part of the racetrack, and the racetrack and the setup is actually very fitting for the city of Nashville. The layout is in the shape of a musical note, so I, I kind of am excited for that. Um, I don't know about this whole bridge thing. I, you know, just the the safety part of it, and you know, just trying to piece that all together feels more like a fantasy track that you would find in a video game. Um, but I think I think it might be pretty cool. Uh, so that, that's a wait and see. But segueing from tracks in IndyCar in 2021, we are going to talk about the first really big move of the IndyCar silly season. And that is the fact that AJ Foyt Racing has just made an announcement uh, with Tony Kanaan. Uh, ending his full-time racing career uh, in the 14 car this year, well, pretty much ending his IndyCar career. Um, 
unless he comes back for a one-off or whatever. Uh, it will be Sebastian Bourdais, Seabass, or, or as I call him, Frenchy, uh, the former multi-time Champ Car Series uh, champion, will be running the iconic 14 car for AJ Foyt Racing. Uh, sponsorship will be following, and a large rumor is that it'll be Rocket Mobile. Former sponsor of Williams in the F1 series, that they will be coming over in funding Bourdais. Uh, hopefully, with a, a sponsor like this and a, a talent like this, we can see AJ Foyt Racing um, be at the peak of their game um, as they have, you know, been treading water the past couple of years. Um, the last driver to win for them it just happens to be this year's IndyCar champion, uh, Takuma Sato, um, many years ago, uh, picking up the win. Um, so hopefully we will be seeing some improvement there. On the NASCAR side, we have uh, the fact that many drivers will, or many spots are seem to be switching around. The only thing that we have certain right now is Jimmy Johnson is retiring and going to IndyCar to run the road courses there, which we've talked about. Nobody has been tapped to replace him. Uh, there's still a lot of open seats, but Bubba Wallace will not be returning to Richard Petty Motorsports uh, at the end of 2020 and going into 2021 as they were unable to, f I don't know if they were unable to get the sponsorship or, which I know Bubba has a ton of personal services contracts and a ton of personal sponsors. I don't know if something was not able to be worked out or if this is a jump to a bigger team. Um, there is also rumors of Daniel Suarez taking that ride as it's been announced that Daniel Suarez will not be with Gaunt uh, Brothers Racing next year, the 96 team. Uh, Suarez and Corey LaJoy are the top candidates. Uh, LaJoy, who had already announced that he would not be with the 32 next year. Uh, so there, there are a couple ones. Um, Matt Kenseth will not be returning to the 42, which he took over the ride after Kyle Larson was indefinitely suspended by NASCAR. Um, so you have all those rides open. Eric Jones is still floating out there after being um, not having his contract renewed by Joe Gibbs Racing um, and essentially being replaced by... Um, Christopher Bell. And then we have Ty Dillon, whose Jermaine Racing team uh, has said that they will either be sold or folded by the end of the season. Everything's still on the table. Um, rumor has it that if uh, Suarez does not get the ride, that Ty Dillon will be in the 43 next year uh, as Richard Petty Motorsports 
which was rumored to be moving to Toyota if Bubba Wallace stayed. Uh, that that team has currently has a alliance with Dylan's grandfather's uh, team, Richard Childress Racing, um, which would make sense, kind of, kind of keep the alliance that there already is with whatever team Ty Dillon drives for um, keeping that alliance but also keeping Dillon separate from Richard Childress Racing as you know he wishes to go out on his own um, still covered under uh, under Pop Pop's blanket of um, equipment and resources so um, everybody's favorite game this time of year just happens to be guessing where they will, all these drivers will go. Um, my, my gut has, you know, we'll, we'll be seeing a lot of stuff and there's still a lot more shoes to fall. Um, particularly will Kyle Larson be reinstated? If he does, where will he go? Um, there was one rumor that he would be going to the 48 team to replace Jimmy Johnson. Um, but the two hiccups with, with that are uh, Chevrolet dropped them from their contract uh, after his whole situation. Um, but I think that can be repairable. Um, Mr. Hendrick definitely has a lot of stroke when it comes to motorsports. I'm sure that you know, he, he could get together with the heads of Chevrolet and put something out there but the other um, interesting thing about this is um, Hendrick Motorsports really frowns on drivers going out and doing their own thing not you know in terms of racing and not being under the Hendrick banner which is why you never saw Jeff Gordon really run um, IndyCar or um, any of these other teams why uh, Ken Schrader or, or whatever never ran dirt or, but I think that that can be open for Larson uh, as Casey Kane did run a couple of dirt races uh, while under contract to the five team so that that's one um, still the strongest rumor is Kyle Larson going to Tony Tony Stewart Racing, uh, well, Stewart Haas Racing, let me correct that, and that he would be filling the seat of either a Eric Amarola or a Clint Boyer, because it's still yet to be seen where Boyer will, will go if he is offered a contract for 2021 and takes it. Um, you never know, but... Another rumor floating around, and, and this has a bit of, makes a bit of sense, uh, especially when you hear about Gaunt Brothers Racing uh, having, you know, having a Toyota Alliance being in that Toyota fold, and the rumors of uh, Toyota wanting to get Bubba Wallace back in that fold after bringing him up from. Uh, the East Series ranks all the way through trucks and through part of their Xfinity program before he left for Roush Racing 
is the fact that Toyota wants it back um, and that Denny Hamlin and his partners would like to bring him in um, and do all that. So it's very interesting to see where that falls. Um, the one the one thing I don't see is I don't see Bubba Wallace hopping into the 48 ride. I still think if he's not going to go to this 96 ride, you know, if it if it, they do get the financials and the and the power behind it, and possibly Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, being involved, that um, he will end up with the 42 car of Kyle that was previously driven by Matt Kenseth and Kyle Larson. Uh, that that one just makes sense. There's too many too too many pieces that fit um, for that deal. Uh, obviously, McDonald's being a primary sponsor over at Chip Ganassi Racing, uh, a, um, a, a sponsorship that that Wallace already has. So, so I, I certainly see that being one. Uh, the 32 car, I I believe will either be a, um, a Chase Briscoe or possibly a spot for uh, another driver. Um, but I, I really do see something like that. Um, the one that makes sense to staying is Matt D. Benedetto, unless they really want to push um, Xfinity regular season champion Austin Sindrick straight up to come which would make a lot of sense, but I think that that would be way too early to push this young man up unless Roger Penske's got a spot for a fourth car. Um, I don't think putting him in the Wood Brothers ride right now would be beneficial to him or to Penske Racing. I think so. I'm hoping, I'm hoping... Uh, Matt DiBenedetto stays in that 21 ride in 2021. Uh, he's, he's run well. He's made it into the chase this year, even though right now, going into the final race of the season, he is certainly on the outside of the playoff bubble um, in 15th place. I think that he, going into... Bristol, which is his best track by far. I think that he has an outside shot of advancing a shot better than Ryan Blaney or William Byron or Cole Custer. Uh, out of the four, I think that he has the best shot of leapfrogging uh, one of the drivers ahead of him or even getting the win this, this weekend. Anyway, so this weekend uh, we have Bristol, um, which is always bound to be a fun show. The Bristol night race is never, never lets fans down. And trust me, this is coming from somebody who's been to many of them throughout the years. Um, the Harvest Grand Prix will run at the road course at Indy and will feature Sebastian Bourdais running the AJ Foyt number 14 car. And lastly, we got an answer to our trivia question on which former MLB 
uh, player ran their first race at Mansfield in 2006 in the Truck Series, and that is the 1998 runner-up to the AL MVP, former Red Sox left fielder Mike Greenwell. Uh, Greenwell would run two races for SS Greenlight Racing, uh, the Bobby Dodder-owned team, uh, in 2006. His only two truck series starts as Greenwell, once he retired from baseball, uh, would wrestle alligators and race in his home state of Florida. Uh, so, we have that. Anyway, we will be back next week. Hopefully, we will be doing a couple of special episodes in between. Uh, so, until then, I'm Matt Hardman, and I will see you at the track.